Hey, hey, this is Ace in the Place podcast. I am your host, Ace, and today is Monday, April the 18th. Welcome to the place, everyone. I hope that your week is going well, and I hope that you had a great Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. I was happy to see all the people with their beautiful pictures and family photos on social media yesterday, so I hope that everyone enjoyed their Easter. And what I would like to say, uh, some things that we can take away from Resurrection Sunday that you may can apply to your life, regardless of your religious belief or your belief system overall. I think that we all need a sense of belonging. That's important in our lives in order to meet our basic needs. But I think that the story of Jesus Christ being resurrected is that what we can take away from it was that he was beaten and crucified by his peers and he was ultimately killed. And um, God removed the stone where his body was and he was risen and he was lifted again. So I think that we can take something away from that in terms of just growing and killing out our old selves, our old habits, those things that we would like to change about ourselves. That can be a daily resurrection and we can just grow and be better. So thank you for joining me here on this evening because you know that that is obviously the purpose of this podcast. And I hope that you all were able to take something away from the resurrection of Jesus Christ and Easter. So there we have it. Now, I today I we are going to I'm going to start doing periodically a segment. I want to call it the safe place, right? The safe place in Ace in the Place. Ah, no, I'm just <laughs> So what the safe place is is it will be a segment with my husband and I and we will talk about topics relevant topics from love, relationships to life and things that are important. I think it's very important to have both perspectives on things. They're just things that I may not always know or understand when it comes to men. I I speak to both sides. I try to be neutral here on this platform, but it's important that we get both perspectives here. So welcome to the place. Thanks for having me. Okay, so the last couple of weeks, obviously, we was talking about the. Uh, I was talking about the Jada Pickett and the Will Smith situation, and then after that, I went into interracial relationships. Now, there last week a photo surfaced of Joe Biden on what looks like to be maybe the White House lawn or a park or something within the White House, and it was a picture of him and Kamala Harris and Katanji Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. So it was a little bit of buzz about that and how people felt about it, right? Some people were really inspired and encouraged. And then I talked about an article that a black man from, he was Harvard, Howard University. He wrote an article about should black women be more open to dating outside of their race? And I kind of went over this topic and how I felt about it. But I would like to get a different perspective. But what I would say in terms of the photo with Joe Biden is, it, while I'm happy that those two black women have achieved things that they have in their life, we cannot overlook the fact that both of those black women have white husbands. 
and would they have been allowed in those spaces that they are in politically if they did not have the white husband and so i still think that there is this kind of indirect undertone of the black family and not really valuing the black family of course we we have the obamas that's the obvious most relevant one we can give in terms of politics right and i believe that the obamas the obamas were put into office because they were black a lot of black people voted for them for that reason let's just be honest now how do you feel in terms of just this idea that in order to reach a certain level of success or to be accepted in in white spaces or not even just white spaces but different races it almost seems like having that strong value black family is not always praised or looked at as something of value that's true and you know unfortunately we have a lot of us that have one foot in and one foot out you know one foot in you know it's as far as, you know, calling themselves black and, you know, getting the black vote, getting the black backing. But then the one foot out is, you know, they got to be connected to another race. And I don't know. I kind of, you know, you and I, you know, we talked about it. And I just, as a black man, um, it kind of sucks that, you know, you know, black women actually talk about, you know, you know, dating outside of their race. But, you know, then they'll turn around and say they don't feel protected by us. I don't know, man. It's it's kind of, I don't know. <laughs> well, let me give you a few statistics that I do remember from the article. Uh-huh. One, it was said that black women are the least likely of all races to date outside of, or to marry outside of their race. So one, let's acknowledge that, that black women are not the ones that's jumping over to be outside of their race. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Two, we also have a higher divorce rate than, right, than married rate. So there's more black women that are actually divorced than married. And then there was one more fact that the article mentioned, and uh, I don't have it in front of me, so please excuse me because I should have absolutely, we were kind of, I didn't really want to go back to it, but it's it's relevant to the conversation. And I think that first, let me say in this place and in this space, I wanted to call this segment the safe place because it's relevant for us to have safe spaces to have these conversations. This platform is about going through and dissecting real issues in our community. So that means we need to be honest about some of the things that we're seeing and we're experiencing, but it's not to bash anyone. It's not to make anyone feel bad. It's not to be against interracial relationships. Let me just say that. If you are with someone outside of your race, you're welcome here. And there, there is, I'm not putting anybody down for their decisions, but we do need to go over and we need to dissect the underlying self-hate that is deeply rooted in the black community that we choose not to acknowledge or see when we go outside of our race. So how do you feel about, you know, people who 
go outside of their race because they don't want to have darker skinned children or these are the things to me that are the real issues with dating outside of your race because ultimately it's like saying I don't love me and some people they don't acknowledge that I think it's a little bit of denial on their part because it's just like well I think this is more attractive if you think that people outside of your race are better than your race then that lowers your mental fortitude as a black person because you had no say in being born black and this is the way you will die and the world sees you that way and it needs to be acknowledged and if you're out here seeking other people outside of your race for different various reasons other than you know love or just companionship then that's an issue. And I think that both black men and black women do do it. But these discussions need to be had because of obviously the black men date outside their race more than black women. I think that's why the black guy wrote the article is to say, hey, look, sisters, if y'all want somebody, you might have to consider this. Yeah. um, And I don't really care for black men wanting to date outside of their race either. Um, But being a man... You know, I've heard it all. Um, I've listened to why men will rather date outside of their race and, you know, date their own. And I actually just feel like they're all insecure. Um, they can't deal with the black woman's tone. You know, not to, you know... I heard a guy say, man, you know, I like my women, you know, red bone because of dark skin, you know, dark skin one, women, you know, they, their hair is nappy and they, you know, they have attitudes. There's all kinds of stupid stuff. But these are the same guys, you know, they're fat, probably got baby dicks, you know, some old stupid stuff like that. I don't know. We need to stop. Both men and women need to stop it. And we need to start loving ourselves just a little bit more. And loving our own just a little bit more. Yes, I agree. And just because you're pro-black doesn't mean that you're against other races. But these spaces are necessary for us to talk about real issues that are relevant. And, and here on this platform, I encourage black love and black marriage and black relationships. I encourage healthy relationships overall. And I try to give... Um, just be transparent about some things and to give advice about what I feel could help better people's situations but it needs to be acknowledged that if you're not if you're not coming from the right my issue is if you're not coming from the right place when you decide to go outside of your race so black women if you feel like well I can be more successful in white spaces if I have a white husband then that's that's an issue right because it's not just I think he's a nice guy. I think he will be a good fit for me. Now you're wanting acceptance from people who ultimately oppressed you. And I'm not saying that that's, we can't that's, all that, get that's, along. That's the, part, that's the part that gets me. You know, they want the man for the beneficial reasons. Beneficial reasons. You know, success means more to them than love. Loving their black man. Man, that's crazy. But then they'll turn around and say they don't feel protected by us. Like, that baffles me. Well, I think the protection comes from, because a lot of us don't start out in interracial relationships. It comes from being hurt. 
And it comes from having bad relationships where you put could have put yourself out there as to say, I'm going to try to build with this black man. I'm going to try to, he doesn't have it all together, but we can try to figure it out. And then you get taken advantage of, and then your credit's messed up. And then yeah, you, see, that's, and that's, that's the problem. Yeah, but, you know, it can go both ways. It can, I've, I've been with plenty of black women, and I still haven't given up on y'all because I have you, honey. Um so that that's that's just that's nonsense to me. Okay, because the guy did this, the guy did that. Also, the guy put a gun in your head and 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 ran, you know, messed your credit up and did all this. That's where accountability comes in. Sometimes we have to learn how to own up to our own stuff. We got to stop pointing the finger and start pointing the thumb at ourselves. It ain't everybody else's fault that we got in the situations that we're in. It's our fault because we allowed it. No matter what, we've all been there, you know, been with somebody we felt like, oh, you know, they're 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 not that bad. They, you know, they had some trouble in their past, but I, I feel like I can change them. And you can't, you know, you know, men, you know, there's some good men out here, but, you know, there's some men that's just plain old not ready for a lot of stuff. But, you know. So what do we do when women keep. Well, you you did just say you said there needs to be some accountability. I also really want to um, stress the fact that people, both men and women, need to take time outside. When you break up with someone, there needs to be a period of self reflection and you being by yourself. And people some just people, don't some people, do some people that. don't know how to be alone. But it's the culture though, and this is why we keep no, running into the issue. I know some it guys. It is the culture no, because no, 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 no. I know a guy. I know a guy in his fifties right now. I know a guy in his fifties right now, and he says, "Man, I hate being alone. I don't like being alone." I I didn't say that people don't like being alone. I agree with that fact. But if I if you allow me to continue, then I will keep going with where I was trying to go with that. I said that to say. People don't want to be alone, but I think that the culture encourages going from relationship to relationship to relationship. It's what's it's what's every you know reality show you see these celebrities. Look at Kim Kardashian, look at Kanye West. Like they he's pleading for his to be back with his wife, but he's moved on to somebody else. She's moved on to somebody else. It's there is no space to sit back and self-reflect you you're, this new person makes you feel good of course you feel bad from the old relationship why wouldn't this new person make you feel good and feel happy and feel fulfilled it's not what you saw but it takes time for those same issues to resurface because they're always going to resurface until you sit back and figure out what is going on within you and we all have that process to go through and a lot of us don't get it and we keep Oh, well, he looks different. She looks different. She's a little bit taller. She makes a little bit more money. Like outside on the surface, it may look like you're getting a different individual. But then as time goes on and situations and life happens and situations occur, it's like you're the same way as such, such, such. Maybe or maybe you haven't dealt with those things that you needed to deal with within yourself before you went into the new relationship. So certain red flags you can pick up on in the beginning and say, you know what, this person seems nice and I'm attracted to them, but they possibly are not the person for me. You can't make those, you're not able to see those things when you're just going from person to person to person to person. So what do you think about that? I think 
Um, I think that we shouldn't go into situations trying to point out flaws in other folks. Uh, I think we have a tendency to think that, you know, some flaws are worse than others. Who are we to judge? You know, um, nobody's perfect. None of us are perfect. We're all a work in progress. We're, we are all trying to work through some stuff that we've been through, you know. So I just kind of, I think that it sucks that people go into relationships like, oh, this person, you know, carrying some stuff from their past, relate their last relationship. Oh, I'm out of here. Like, nah, man, that, no, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Sometimes we got to, you know, work with people through stuff. You know, you know, I feel like sometimes God uses us as a vessel and we so we're so selfish that, you know, we'll bag out. Some folks will just need us to just talk and vent and we just bag out cuz we we don't want to listen to their stuff, man. I just think that's weak. You know, I think we all need to start just working together and stop looking at, you know, one person's flaws as if they're worse than ours. That's what I think. Well, I agree. I think we all have flaws, and that I, I wasn't, I didn't mean it in that way. If 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 that's what you took from what I was trying to say, I wasn't trying to say to point out people's flaws, but the point is when you self reflect and you understand some things that are internally going on with you, it's not that you're looking to point out other people's flaws. You don't want to work with people, but you need to understand what are some of your negotiables and non-negotiables. What are things that I can tolerate with and I can work with you on, right? Some things, it's, it looks different for every individual. That's why you need to sit down and take time for yourself so that you can understand what is it that I can work with this person on because nobody is perfect. And what is it that, you know what, this is something that I can't work with them on they're going to have to be able to show me certain things in this area like let's just say cheating for an example cheating may be a non-negotiable for some people cheating might be a non-negotiable for a lot of people but how many people are actually in relationships with people that continue to cheat on them and it's like well why well why well why it's it's if you have issues with, again, like you said, the guy in his 50s who doesn't want to be alone. It's going to be tough for you to sustain, I think, in my opinion, a healthy relationship with you. You don't, you're not comfortable with you and being by yourself and, and knowing what things you need in order to make you happy. You can't place that on someone else. No, he's Even married now. He's happily married. Um, no, he's straight now. It's just that that's something that he mentioned to me a few years ago. It wasn't nothing recent. Um, but, man, what I've learned is that I don't really care to tell somebody else they need to heal from something. Because I know I got stuff I need to heal from. And i just been telling myself to just shut the F up. Whenever I feel like I need, I, I want to tell somebody off about what they need to do. I start checking myself. I start looking myself looking at myself in the mirror. You know, because I'm not perfect. You know, none of us are perfect. Um 
I feel like a lot of folks, you know, they can't really stay in relationships because they're too busy looking at, you know, what's wrong with somebody else, not realizing that they're the problem. Um, I feel like people ask for stuff that they're not able to do themselves. You know, women may want a man that's established, has this, has that. They don't have it on their own. If they don't have it, then why are you, why are you checking for that man to see if he has those things? It's the same thing with a man. Man may say, I want my want chick with her own crib and all that. But if you ain't got your own crib, then why are you checking for that? You need to make sure you get you straight first. And then that stuff will come. Until then, man. Get you together. <laughs> yeah, and a part of getting you together, again, goes back to being able to take that 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 time in between relationships. I think that that's something that's just overlooked nowadays. People just go from person to person to person, and then they keep running into the same nah, issues. You gotta heal. Uh, you gotta heal. That you know, people look at sex as just like like it's nothing, man. That's some soul exchange and stuff. Absolutely. That's some soul exchange and stuff. So, let's just say a dude's dealing with a chick that was a cheater, so she got all kind of dudes in her, and he hitting her. He exchanging the souls with them. Next thing you know, he hurt. Now he leaving her alone, but he dip right on off into somebody else. It's just it's 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 just disgusting. <laughs> you know, you gotta give you gotta give yourself some time. Go to the doctor. Yes, therapy. I definitely encourage praying and spiritual and what I mentioned earlier about a sense of belonging. There are. And I will go. I will come back to this because I I don't have my notes in front of me. But there are about six or seven basic needs. It is a pyramid of what we need as individuals to ultimately the be the best version of ourselves. And I believe that marriage and commitment does require you to be the best version of yourself. And that's where it gets hard because when those tests come, they look different for everybody's relationship. We're ready to give up instead of working with your mate to push through so that you both can be the better version of yourself. But a lot of us feel like I don't want to change or I shouldn't have to change. And um, you got to grow with the person that's going to require some change. So I think that belonging, we, we, we all need a sense of belonging. And that, that goes from your spirituality, your religion, whatever, if you are, Whatever a higher purpose, right? Something that's bigger and out that's bigger than you that you believe in. I think that's that's definitely one of those needs that I remember it to be. And again, I will come back to that conversation because I don't have those notes in front of me because there's more than one. And I believe at the bottom of that is just like safety or basic need of having food and shelter and things of that. And then it just kind of goes up from there. So a lot of times some of us are skipping steps. And we can't figure out why am I not, why am I, you know, so let's just say, for example, we're talking about the black woman with the career, right? Let's just say she has the career, she has the education, she made the priority and she's, you know, doing all these things. She's like, well, why don't I have a relationship? Well, she might have skipped over that step of belonging. She may not feel like she belongs to anything or she may have skipped the step of, again, I don't have the notes. I probably should have had that. I know what you're talking talking about, about, but but you know what? I mean, 
not to cut you off, but when it comes to, you know, a lot of black women, they feel like, you know, their money and their, their success, you know, that equates to having a man and it doesn't. Um, it's usually women in their 20s, 30s and 40s, you know, you know, walking around feeling like they don't need a man. But the ones in their 50s, 60s, and 70s, they wish they had a man. They're walking around. If they were singing that same tune in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, and they're walking around alone right now, they probably wish they weren't talking all day. They probably wish they made some changes. And men, too. We got some lonely men out here, too. They're stuck in their ways, and now they're lonely. You know, we have to learn how to, you know, to, to compromise. You know, you won't always get your way. Um, and that's the thing about marriage. You know, like you said, it, it helps you become the best version of yourself. Especially, especially when you can spread that to your kid or your children. Absolutely. I agree. So, then sometimes we just have to figure out because sometimes we push so hard for things and then there's still that void right because think about like not just the woman but just the person in general who may be chasing after like money and success right and then let's just say you get millions of dollars right and you're still there's still something there people still be depressed still having mental issues you skipped over something there was a basic need that you didn't fulfill and so now you got all this money and you thinking that's what's most important to you right oh man i just want i just want to be established i just want to be well off and then you get there and it's still something missing because you you skipped over one of those basic needs because you were so focused on chasing the bag so then once you get to the bag, you got the bag, it's like, it's still that void there. Yeah. Makes you think, you know, how much do you have to have in the bank to call yourself, which is being well off, you know, not having to work anymore. And I don't know. I always think to myself, you know, how much money is enough money? Not enough. Don't put no cap. <laughs> but I think that if we have these core conversations and we're working on the individual on the inside, nah, it ain't no cap. Ain't no cap to how much money is enough. Like, because as long as you're teaching the generations that come, see, that's the thing. You can make all the money and then when you die... If if your if your children and their children's children, because they say generational wealth is is lost by the third generation, mm. so it's like we have to teach our children how to keep that going. We have to teach, like I think I heard uh, Floyd Mayweather say, like he cut off his kids, and I was trying to figure out, like, why did it take so long? Like, why did you for so long just give them everything without I'll requiring tell you why. nothing? Everybody everybody has that dream of getting some money and taking care of their family. Period. True, but. I guess because I come from the struggle, I don't see how he skipped that. Now, if I was born into money and I never had to work, I might see having that attitude. Nah. But if when you come from the struggle, how do you skip over, like, just do nothing? You ain't got to do nothing. I got you. Like, I mean, some folks think like that right now. But how do we sustain it then? How do we keep the wealth if you don't got to do anything for it? I mean, you got to keep it going some type of way. 
Yeah. And that comes from not just giving your kids everything. Especially at a young age. You know, they have to understand it. You know, they can't have their way. They can't have everything. Because if you continue to give them everything, you enable them. They're going to think that it's just, you know, everything is supposed to come to them. And they don't have to work as hard for it. Because they've been given everything all their lives. Speaking of which, I... Saw something about his daughter. She got, she got charged with. Uh, I don't think she got no time. Young boy, cute. I mean, young boy, somebody. Yeah. She got into it with the baby daddy. No, that's not a secret. It's public information. Honey. I don't know. No, I read the article. It's public information. She definitely, like a few weeks ago, got charged with that. Now, in terms of will she serve time or community service? No, that hasn't been put out there. But she was charged for that incident and. Yeah, she was found guilty on that. So, it is what it is. But, um, any more points that, any more advice or any conclusions that you would like to give on uh, just this topic of interracial relationships, black love and the family? How do we promote uh, black family and, and changing the narrative when it comes to that because obviously we see a lot of division on social media between men and women and so and a lot of it is unhealthy and it affects us even if we choose not to admit it or not it affects us so how do we promote us coming together because I feel like in terms of us being black people we we should relate to each other a little bit more because we know black men should know or understand the struggle that black women have gotten to. Even if you're like, oh, she got attitude or she this and she that. Well, if she may have grown up without a father or in a toxic home, whatever the situation is, we go through so much trauma. I don't get how we aren't a little bit more just, just open like, to... Just like some women don't know, some men don't know either. The things that you would think a man is supposed to know, we don't know. Just like the things we think you all are supposed to know, y'all don't know. You know, so instead of assuming that y'all are supposed to know just because y'all are women, or y'all assuming that we're supposed to know just because we're men, you know, that's... I didn't say make the assumption. I know, but that's when you say, oh, why they just don't know? Cause they just don't know. They don't think of it. Like, they just, you got to think about people's upbringing. We just don't know. Some people just don't know. So you you think you saying that some people just don't know that the struggle is hard for all black people out here? Cause I'm not saying it's a men or woman issue. I'm saying overall. Some folks don't see color; they see dollar signs. Okay, well, I guess if you got it like that, cool. But if you ain't got no money, then you should understand the struggle. Hey, guess what? Them folks, the black folks that got money, the ones that don't see color, the ones that see dollar signs, because they stop looking at color and start looking at the dollar signs, and they used to be broke. <laughs> and I'm not, and that's what's, that's what's messed up. Well, that might be why Kamala Harris and Katanji Brown-Jackson got the white men. It's about money. The money is, you know, worth more than the struggle, our struggle. You know, they they rather... Just be well off and just, I man, I ain't got to deal with that if I got some money. It's unfortunate. Hmm. Would, you rather, would you rather sit here and struggle and talk about let's stick together or say, man, bump all that. Let me give me some money and stay out the way. They can sit there and sing, you know, Kumbaya and all that stuff for years to come. It's messed up. Well, I don't know if I would choose to struggle, but I choose the black family. Period. 
So whatever comes along with that, unfortunately, I'm here for they it. look like they look at the black family as struggle, as like we're still struggling. I mean, think about it. <laughs> we well, are. Well, it's not easy. It's not it's easy, not and easy. we're still but just relationships doing it. aren't easy. Period. It, Don't think it's the grass is always green on the other it's side. Bigger, it's, 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 it's white men out here that treat you bad just like that black man will say. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But it's bigger than relationships. You know, like we were you know, talking about the other day. If a single, if a mother's, you know, raising her children single, you know, without the father in the home, especially if she's raising a boy or boys, she's raising beta males. Because a woman can't teach a boy how to be a man, just like a man can't teach a girl how to be a woman. And so you have men growing up to be all emotional, to go be with women, beta females. So you got two emotional folks under the same roof. You know, it'll never work. At least I don't think it will. I've never seen it work. Well... We are at a time for this evening. I just want to conclude with love yourself and get down to who you are and what it is that you want. And it's okay. It's a process. It's okay to not know. It's okay to not have it all figured out. It's okay to start over again. It's okay to make mistakes, right? Show yourself some grace. Show other people grace. And let's just love each other and move forward so i will see you guys here next week same place same time love you guys peace